I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Cold Pop Show podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch or get two extra exclusive podcasts a month, then please consider becoming a patron and joining us at www.patreon.com forward slash Cold Pop Show. Alright, so um, I feel like we should mention up top that this this episode will be coming out on April Fool's Day. Um, oh, and yeah. it does feel, uh, you know, on one hand it feels appropriate to be doing a series about a big fat liar when it's, you know, that's kind of related to April Fool's Day. But it also feels appropriate to be covering a franchise that our patrons made us do against our... Our incessant begging to to not have us do it. Like it's it's cool that that we've been fooled. You know, we're we this is almost like we are the the receivers of an April Fool's Day prank. So that's cool. That's a nice way to to keep festive. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, if you've just joined us for the first time, this is Film Franchise Fortnights on the Cold Popshire Podcast, where every fortnight we cover a different film franchise. My name is AJ. I'm joined as usual by Richard. Hello. And today we have a very special guest. Hello, special guest. Hello. <laughs> this is uh, Phoebe from Watch Mojo. <laughs> That's right. That's what it'll say in the title of the episode. Uh, I don't know your last name. You don't have to tell us your last name if you don't want My to. My last name is Watch Mojo. Oh, oh. Well, <laughs> middle name good. from. Yeah, middle name from. There you go. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we scored. What, how? How? Watch Mojo is one of the like most subscribed to channels on the tube. Is that correct? Yeah, we actually just hit twenty million subscribers last month. Wow, which is like pretty huge. We just hit sixteen hundred. <laughs> hey, you have to start somewhere. We started somewhere uh, about four years ago, and here we are at sixteen hundred. So it's been a slow burn, but hey, look. <laughs> We like to to give leg ups to the little guys, so that's why we thought we'd have you have you come on yeah. the show, Phoebe, so we can give Watch Mojo the exposure it deserves on the Cult Popshire podcast. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So Phoebe, you've come here to to, to talk with us about uh, what some would argue is a franchise, and that is the Big Fat Liar series. Uh, which consists, of course, of Big Fat Liar in 2002 and Bigger Fatter Liar in 2017. Uh, this is a doozy, isn't it? This is one of those <laughs> those franchises where I, I'm willing to bet like 90% of the people listening to this didn't know Bigger Fatter Liar existed. They might not even remember Big Fat Liar existed. It hasn't really <laughs> stayed in public consciousness since yeah. 2002. Phoebe, did you know that there was a Bigger Fatter Liar? I had no idea. Yeah. I was definitely familiar with the first movie, and it mm. hadn't left my consciousness. It's definitely mm. a movie that I really liked when I was younger. Nice. I had no idea what I was in for, that there was a, a I don't know if I would call it a sequel. That's, that's yeah. going to be a big conversation that we have in this episode. Yeah. Um, I was aware this movie existed when I saw it on the shelves at a supermarket, and this yeah. is totally a supermarket wow. DVD, isn't it? We were together when we saw that, weren't we? <laughs> 
No, no, I think I sent you a photo of it. I think I was alone yeah. doing grocery I'd shopping. already seen it before then, then. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the first film, this was directed by Sean Levy. Uh, and what do you guys think it has on Rotten Tomatoes? Rotten Tomatoes, of course, being the uh, unit standard for how good a film is, according to this podcast. Um, what do you guys think? I would say, like, probably, like, 50%. percent <laughs> hmm yeah, I'd guess like 45. Not very. So, yeah, 42%, uh, which whether or not you like the movie, I think is a understandable critical response to a, a children's movie. Yeah. Um, and does one of you just want to quickly tell me what the first film is about? Uh, yeah, do you want to take this one and I'll do the second um, film? I'll, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take this one. So Thank essentially, <laughs> it's about a, a big fat liar <laughs> played by Frankie Muniz who... Uh, writes a paper in order to save himself from going to summer school. Um, And the paper gets stolen by uh, a film producer who is really, really skeevy. And he makes a big movie out of Mm. this story and doesn't credit uh, the character. So he gets really frustrated because he lost his paper and he has to get his dad to realize that he was telling the truth, that he did in fact write the paper, but that it was stolen. Yeah. Yeah, so it stars, as you say, Frankie Muniz as uh, Jason Shepard and his friend, uh, I can't remember her name, but she's played by Amanda Bynes <laughs> in a, let's put Amanda Bynes in a movie, um, move by Nickelodeon. <laughs> and uh, the movie producer, Marty Wolf, is played by Paul Giamatti, um, who does a great job in this film. Very, yeah, very, like, goes all in to, to a the role of a kid's movie and plays a, a very convincing um villain so yeah it's 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 a fun movie about kids exploring around hollywood and um there's a lot of uh movie references and it's just a nice story of retribution you know because we've all had like an idea stolen by someone or by someone a movie producer it. and yeah, then yeah, uh, yeah. it becomes a big thing you have to go to hollywood <laughs> yeah, yeah. fight so a nickel the second film, Bigger, Fatter, Liar, came out, as I said, in 2017. That was directed by Ron Oliver. Uh, it doesn't have a score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is always a good sign. <laughs> it doesn't um, even have a Wikipedia page. No, it doesn't. You're right. Uh, and the fun thing is we don't really need to tell you what this film's about because we kind of already did with the yeah. plot from the last film. That's why I got Phoebe yeah. to do the first one. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest differences in this film, other than it has different characters and a lower budget, uh, would be that instead of a movie producer, it's a video game company Ugh. CEO, and he steals a video game idea. And instead uh, of Paul Giamatti, the best Barry, they could <laughs> Barry Bostwick. <laughs> A name that I know because of when I saw this movie in the supermarket, his name was on the DVD. And I was like, <laughs> I guess he's famous. Is that what it's trying to tell me? Yeah, he was Brad in um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Ah, oh, there you go. Was he? Yeah, that's his oh. big claim to fame. Oh, wow. Okay. As, as Rocky, Rocky Horror would have appeared in plenty of Watch Mojo lists, I imagine. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it. Rocky Horror. You've never seen Rocky I've Horror Picture Show? I've never seen Rocky Horror. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's crazy. That's like one of my favorite movies. I, I go almost every Halloween to the uh, the live showing of it where they, they reenact the movie on stage. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. I watched, I, I was too busy, I'm too busy watching films like Bigger, Fatter, Liar and Beethoven's <laughs> Treasure Tale. The uh, real to, classics. Yeah, yeah, to see. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? I have a little notebook next to me and one of the only things written on it is Beethoven's Treasure Tale. Wow. Well, <laughs> you know what? 
the re- there's a reason for that, and we'll get back to that later. Okay. Um, so the fil- both films are an allusion to the Aesop's fable, The Boy Who Cried Wolf. Ah. Uh, it, you know, Jason Shepard being an- analogous oh, okay. to the shepherd boy yes. in the story, and Marty Wolf. I haven't been go. giving Sean Levy enough credit. No. Um, and, of course, in the second film, the characters' names are Kevin Shepard and Larry Wolf. So, <laughs> so Ron Oliver's doing his job too. Um, interesting enough, though, um, I, I was looking into this, and apparently the script for the first film had actually been floating around Hollywood since the late 80s, and it was passed oh, really? around different directors, yeah, and different stars attached uh, were attached to it for, in different, different years. Michael Keaton and Jim Carrey were both at times in talks to play Marty Wolf. Michael Keaton would be a great Marty Wolf. You know what's so funny? Hmm. Is that I when I was watching Big Fat Liar, I was like, Paul Giamatti is totally channeling Jim Carrey in this movie. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's funny. You should say that because that's bullshit, and I made it up. I thought might as well uh, put really? a big fat lie in, in the big <laughs> fat lie podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh the, my god, I hate the, you. <laughs> the script wasn't around since the late eighties. The script was thought up in like a day by Dan Schneider. Oh my uh, god. yeah, this, this is not you're a so late eighties script. No, I was. I didn't. When I, I wrote that thirty five minutes ago, according to um, Google Docs, and wow. I was like, "Am I going to be able to pull off this?" Am I going to be able to pull off this? You big pulled it fat off, lie? my friend. <laughs> yeah, so April Fools, probably the first successful April Fools joke I've ever done, because nice. people people are always <laughs> ready for them these days. You know, have you, Phoebe? Have you ever pulled off any classic April Fools jokes? Oh, one time I put like a an elastic band around around the uh, the tap in my house that made it like spray out like a shower, <laughs> and <laughs> my dad turned on the tap and it like sprayed him right in the face. That's and then he turned it off. He just like looked at it confusedly and then turned it on again and it sprayed in his face oh. again. <laughs> I couldn't have asked for a better result. Straight out of Bigger oh, Fan yeah. Liar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. We once tried to convince my friend that he died on the way to meeting us. What? <laughs> by ignoring him <laughs> and then getting a text message that he'd um, been in a car accident. Mm, that sounds That's very horrific. cruel. Yeah, it didn't really work. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I don't know if anything in the world would make me believe that, yeah. that situation. <laughs> if we'd be able to like find a corpse that looked yeah. exactly like it, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. So, what are your general thoughts and feelings about Big Fat Liar and its sequel, <laughs> uh, Bigger Fat Liar? Quotation marks. Um, the first was iconic, like. Mm-hmm. Watching the first one again, I mean, I haven't seen it in like well over a decade, but I, um, I mean, I'd seen it, you know, probably half a dozen times when I was younger and man, just like every single frame of Paul Giamatti is like, you know, you could frame it. It's perfection. Mm. Um, It's Paul Giamatti's breakout role. If if GQ ever does a Paul Giamatti goes through his most iconic roles video. Um, or oh who else is doing it? Vanity Fair. They're doing the same video series. Have you guys noticed yeah. that? It's the same thing. Yeah. They just format it differently. Uh, um, if Paul Giamatti's ever the subject for an episode, I expect Big Fat Liar to be. Because this is my introduction to, to Paul Giamatti. Yeah, hard sure. out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but too. yeah, like the... The, the 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 movie like lives and dies on his performance even though he's like not the lead you you fully buy into this character and all of his reactions to what's happening around him are just so believable he's so good and then that's what's missing in the second one because like mm. i'm sorry barry bostwick you know paul giamatti 
No. No, it's arrogant. <laughs> it's arrogance to make a sequel when Paul Giamatti is such a powerhouse. Yeah. And also, like, original. Frankie Muniz and um, Amanda Bynes are just so likable. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, yeah, Definitely. no. I, I agree. Um, I think I'd, I think I saw this film like we rented it on VHS in 2002. And I think I saw it a couple of times. This I have such fond memories associated with this film. And I think I think because it's like it's like wish fulfillment for kids. Like the idea mm. that you could just go to L.A. and shack up totally. in, a, in a props department and just hang out there and have fun and like <laughs> prove a dumb adult wrong. You know, like everything about it is like they have, and like uh, Jason Shepard has an absurd amount of success and luck. For someone who's you know the the (laughs) underdog, he he has a lot of things go right for him. Um, Mm. Which yeah, I I think is why it's such an attractive movie to kids. Um, And I think I, I read some of the critical reviews at the time, and a lot of them are like, "Yeah, it's a dumb kids movie, but it's a pretty good dumb kids movie, basically." Yeah, because Phoebe, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Uh, 23. 23, right. So this was like right in your kind of like growing up sort of. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm. Nice. I yeah. felt like it was, it's just like the the characterization of like Jason and Kaylee, which is the character that's played by Amanda Bynes. Nice, thank you. It's like, <laughs> it, I feel like it's, it's so uh, authentic to like, I don't know, just the way that any kid would react in a situation like that. And I feel like the character is so diabolical that it's almost like believable. Like he's just mm. like so incredibly smart and funny and cute. Yeah. Um, and I definitely agree that like the movie lives and dies on Paul Giamatti's performance. And that's why I, I, what I found so special about his performance in this movie is that he's kind of channeling like Jim Carrey, which I said before, yeah. he's got like such like this expressive face and, and mannerisms in this movie that I, I think make it so special Mm. Um, but there's also like something really special about the fact that it's kind of like 2002's Ready Player One (laughs) in that that it just has like so many amazing like film references it feels like such an homage to Hollywood you have like the DeLorean in there you have the Grinch you have um, uh, what was the other one Jurassic Park Mm. Uh, it's just like such a fun movie to watch and I think there's something for people of all ages because of those little easter eggs Um, Mm. And I felt like that's what I was missing in the second movie. It felt so devoid of like personality and character. It felt almost like like a sanitized, non-brand version of the first movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Kind of like the the no-name brand version of the first movie. Yeah. So much so that while you managed to uh, impress us by remembering Kayla's name, can you remember the name of the girl in the in Bigger Fat <laughs> That's the real test of. Uh. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, oh, yeah, I, I, I know she's played by a Canadian actress, but yeah, no, I don't remember either of their names to be honest with you. And I watched it today. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah. I remember the kid's name's Kevin, the boy. I don't remember the girl's yeah. name. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Speaking of of the second one being an off-brand version of the first one, I'd also regard it as a much darker version oh, of the 100%. first one it's so cruel. It's so mean spirited in some places. So I've got a few examples. Of things here that um that wouldn't fly in Big Fat Liar with its jovial uh you know kid friendly fun, um so mm-hmm. one of the one of the the main things is that the characters uh, when they're trying to figure out how to get back at at uh, Larry Wolf, they talk about killing him. 
like at least oh in, in, in a joke the the chauffeur is like and then we kill him and it's like oh no thank you well, donald um, Faison wouldn't say that in the first no, one. no donald Faison wouldn't say that in the first one never uh, and they actually end up like roofing him to knock him out so that they can um paint his skin white because one one obvious thing we haven't talked about is about what made the first film so iconic is that they put a blue dye in Paul Giamatti's pool so that he dyes his skin blue and his hair gets dyed orange and it's a huge part of the of the story you know um and a kind of like the icon of the movie and they try to replicate that in the second one by having Larry Wolf have his skin dyed like (laughs) pale white and his hair purple but his hair doesn't really look purple yeah Um, and it just looks terrifying. I, yeah. Like, on the back of the DVD, and also I think it's the thumbnail on Neon, which is, like, the subscription service I watched it on, um, it's, like, a shot of him in the car, mouth agape, and he's, like, ghostly white. And I was like, is this, like, about a dead guy? Yeah, and and the I, we post on our Instagram... Um, at Cult Popture on Instagram, everybody, that you're, you're not, not you, Phoebe, I'm not begging you to subscribe right now you can if you want but you don't um, have to beg me <laughs> we're, we're, she's begging um, us yeah yeah we we post like a photo of the movie that we're watching every fortnight and the the screenshot or the 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 frame that i shared of this is when larry wolf first sees his pale white skin in the mirror and on the mirror written in what just looks like pva glue is like big fat liar and big letters and he's screaming and it looks like a scene out of a horror movie because yeah because I'm taking a photo of a screen, like you can't see the whites of his eyes, <laughs> so it's just this black, black-eyed <laughs> demon like screeching at a at a mirror, yeah, um, covered in viscous white fluid. Mm, yeah, yeah, but no, it is it is like the fact that they dye the pool in the first film to make him blue is like fun, and it's it's uh, it's not aggressive. It's not aggressive way, but literally knocking the guy out by putting pills in his smoothie is like yeah. ah, don't tell kids to how to do and, this. And also, like when Paul when something bad happens to Paul Giamatti, you're like, ha, take it, you like early to mid thirties <laughs> prick. And then Barry Boswick, you're like. Oh my! He's gonna die. Yeah, yeah. You can't like. It's not funny when you do it to like a sixty-year-old. <laughs> I had like the exact same reaction to that. Yeah, that's yeah. mm. you just feel bad for him. Yeah. I found I found that that really scary, especially the scene where they were putting like all of his medication into his smoothie, mm. and then he like passes out and falls off of his uh, treadmill. Yeah. And mm. they were all like, haha, okay, phase two. And I was like, he's <laughs> fucking dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would love to see the movie where they kill him and it changes, like, it's a left turn, like, yeah. you know, hard break into, like, them burying the body and, like, trying to, to get away with it. Like that one episode of SpongeBob that's real dark. Yeah, true. <laughs> Is that on the top 10 darkest episodes of SpongeBob Watch Mojo list? I know exactly what you're talking about right now. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, so, they, they also eventually get uh, uh, Larry Wolf's confession that he stole the idea. They get it out of him by making him think he's about to get hit by a train. And never mind the fact that this yeah. is literally he's in a car and there are LCD screens of a train <laughs> next to the car, which just wouldn't work in any universe. Um, but that again, where we're like the way the way Frankie Muniz gets it out of Paul Giamatti is he just does you know a bunch of non life threatening pranks to him until it torments him <laughs> to the to the to the point where he admits it while he's being watched and recorded by everyone. Um, yeah, but this is just oh, it's so dark. 
Um, another another moment of of darkness I, I wrote down is that instead of telling, uh, this is okay. I will give it that that it does sound like it's darker in the first one, but the way it's directed makes it not feel like it's darker. So in the first one, they have to, and sorry, in both films, they have to distract Wolf's receptionist uh, to get into his office. And in the first one, they (laughs) see that she's obsessed with dogs. So they tell her that, they call her up and tell her she's parked on a dog. Um, But again, I know that sounds dark, but it's done in a way that's so tongue in cheek that it's it's not disturbing. Yeah, and it's Amanda Bynes delivering it in a classic Amanda show voice. Yeah, exactly. So funny. And in the second one, they pose as a match on a dating app that the receptionist is on and tell her that that they want to meet her and and go on a date with her and she gets all excited and leaves. Yeah. She gets catfished. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's she's seen the guy once. (laughs) But, um, yeah, the the second one treats romance really strangely because it kind of teases. There's, like, a couple of scenes that, like, tease a romantic relationship between the the guy and the girl kevin and what's her face mm-hmm. and it, <clears throat> like um but they don't end up together right no nah no. and um but there's one scene where like there was a real romantic scene where they're like in the staying in the hotel room together and they're kind of being all flirty and he does a dance and she's like oh you're dancing like you have explosive diarrhea and it's <laughs> oh like <my> God. <laughs> i don't know I don't know if you guys know much about flirting, but mm. like, don't bring up diarrhea. Don't bring up it's diarrhea. Number one. It's like the list of words not to mention when you flirt with someone. It's diarrhea the is five. the top one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the last, the last note I had written down here is at the end of the film, at the end of Bigger Fat a Liar. Um, so actually, at the end of both films, so at the end of end of the first one, Paul Giamatti is like publicly shamed, and so he takes on a new job as a clown because of the whole dyed blue thing and he like gets kicked in the nuts or something at and the end it's of the hilarious film. and it's like yeah this is the way to end a 2002 kids movie at the end of the second film um we see larry wolf uh is now a mime like he's working as a mime but the thing is we see paul giamatti's blue makeup makeup kind of like dissipate throughout the film when once uh barry bostwick is painted white which we know is caused by skin bleach um it's and then we see him as a mime which is you know potentially weeks after the end of the movie is this is he permanently (laughs) bleached as a skin i definitely think so yeah Yeah. hey look he shouldn't have stole that kid's idea (laughs) for that (laughs) shitty little arcade game or whatever it was Uh, honestly frankly i think he's uh, he's lucky he's not dead Mm, yeah. yeah yeah No, and like the, he's probably going to go blind from the proximity of his eyes to the bleach. <laughs> yeah, they're right on the lid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, they get they get right right up there, don't they? Um, yeah, they do. So yeah, in the in the first in the fictional the fictional movie in the first film, so Big Fat Liar, the movie that Marty Wolf steals from Jason Shepard. Like, I'm not completely sold on it being the blockbuster event of the year as they talk about it mm. uh, in, in the world of the film, but it's a hell of a lot more convincing than the shitty mobile game that is Big Fat Liar in the second mm. film. Totally. I, I I actually was thinking that while I was watching the movie that it just felt like so far removed from reality. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, the first one I could kind of believe it, you know, it's like a kid's blockbuster and whatever. Yeah. This video game, like I'm, I'm not a video game person, but I would never play that. No, it looked neither. so boring, and yeah, the glitches yeah. were so cheesy. Like I just, it was just such yeah. a weird thing. Yeah, Jason, no, Kevin Shepard saves the day by 
inexplicably being a, a, a programming genius and fixes glitches <laughs> that an entire team of mobile video game developers can't <laughs> fix. Um, yeah, the, this movie, the, the second one just straight up lies to you by inferring that the mobile game industry is as booming as this. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's not. <laughs> and this came out in 2017. That's well into like fourth generation console life. Like no one... No one would care about a a 2D mobile game. Does anyone want to take a stab at describing the gameplay and what it oh looks like? Oh my god. So it's like some big-nosed fucking boss <laughs> on top of some buildings dropping shit onto like you know 50,000 people mm. and you kind of just run around. It's not even clear what Which you character do. you're controlling? Yeah. <laughs> like, nor why it's called Big Fat Liar. Yeah, it's. So I was just weird. gonna say, like, where does the lying play into that? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah, it's Terrible. such a strange it's, and like. It's they, embarrassing. Did, did they, have you looked to see if they released like a tie-in app? Uh, I highly doubt that was in the budget. I'm gonna quickly look it up. Um, I don't yeah. know if you guys noticed, but there was like a lot of continuity errors in this movie. Mm. Uh, at different times in the movie, they referred to the video game by different names. So sometimes it would be Big Fat Liar. Other times it would be Bigger Fatter Liar. Yeah, yeah. And mm. at one point he referred to it as like Big Old Liar or something. <laughs> <laughs> that could just be and the character, like, you know, making sure the character is like that uh, oblivious. No, it was, it. I'm telling you, it was a continuity error. <laughs> I agree, you, should, I um, you should do a Watch Mojo video of top 10 continuity errors in film, and they're all from Bigger Fatter Liar. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, there was, I don't know if you guys noticed this also, I'm like kind of a weirdo when it comes to this kind of stuff, but um, there's a scene where the car is getting towed after he's been tasered by uh, the cop. <laughs> and if you pause it, you can see the reflection of like everybody in the crew in the, in the, the door of the car. <laughs> You can see like the light set up and the director's chair and everything. It's, it's, so it's very funny. embarrassing. Yeah. Big old yeah. liar. That's <laughs> so e- funny. Even even in, that's another um point for your top ten list on bigger fat a liar. Then there you go. <laughs> You're already doing your research for it. I, I, I admire that. I admire your um, you know, your commitment to the to the to the work. Um, Thank you so how's, much. how's that research going, Richard? Have you found out if they made a tie-in game? Uh, no, there doesn't appear to be a big fat or bigger fat a liar app. There is um, big button lot box. That's probably it. <laughs> well, I, I just searched a big fat liar. Let me search bigger, fatter liar. Look up big old liar. Yeah, no results <laughs> for bigger, fatter liar. Yeah, okay, big old liar. <laughs> o L apostrophe, just to be clear. Um, no results for big old liar. Damn. Damn. It does. It does make very little sense that the game would be called Bigger, Fatter Liar because, as we've said, <laughs> this isn't really a sequel. Like, it doesn't acknowledge the events of the first film. And as a franchise, and Phoebe, I don't know how many episodes of um, our podcast you've listened to. Presumably you've listened to enough to do a top ten on them, um, which I look forward to seeing in, in a few weeks. But, um, <laughs> like, we we pride ourselves on being, like, the encyclopedia for different types of franchises and different types of sequels and, you know, working out what the, the art of the franchise is. And as a franchise... Uh, this one narrowly slips through our criteria for what actually counts. Like I'm borderline annoyed. We, well, I am annoyed we had to cover it, but I'm, I borderline <laughs> was like gonna put my foot down and be like, no, this just isn't a franchise. We're not going to talk about it uh, because 
they are basically the same. And you could maybe say that the second film is at best like a spiritual sequel connected by a common theme. Yeah. Uh, we saw this with um, Jingle All The Way 2, which is another sequel <laughs> people don't know exists, uh, where instead of um, Turbo Man, it's just a, a teddy bear. And that's the, the main theme is like both films are about a father trying to get their kid a toy for Christmas. Mm. And that's why they're, that's why it's a sequel, which is good enough for me. Yeah. Like, and an actor trying to make a family-friendly movie. True. Yeah, there you go. Um, but even the fact that the main characters have the same surnames as they, you know, in, yeah. the, in, the, in both films pushes me more in the direction of seeing this as like a reimagining. Because, like, again, no one references Marty Wolf or Jason Shepard. And so it's like, it's a real bummer that um, it's not. What well, I guess what I'm saying is like, if. If the the first the events of the first film were acknowledged in the second one, you'd also have to acknowledge the massive coincidence that these two <laughs> people with the same surnames went through exactly the same basic structure of events with each other. You know, yeah, yeah. um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, not it, a, like not it, a sequel. It, it doesn't go far enough in either direction. Like, it doesn't yeah. try really hard to be a sequel, and it doesn't try really hard to be a remake. It's just kind of like. It's like someone watched Big Fat Liar, then went to sleep, and then woke up the next morning and was like, I had a dream last night of this <laughs> film. We should make it. And then he yeah. was like he was like a Marty Wolf type, so everyone was just too scared to tell him mm. that's that's already <laughs> or Big Or a Fat Larry Liar. Wolf type. Yeah, or yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. With a gigantic face. Yeah. Barry Bostwick's face it- is fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like kind of like a reimagining for a modern audience. Because obviously the big change is that it's supposed to be video games and, you know, video games are the new mass media. But it also had like this dated feel to it because the humor was so not on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. And it felt like it was trying so hard to be contemporary. And I cannot believe that this movie was made in 2017. Like it's actually shocking to me. Yeah. Um, Because it just changed slightly the original premise and didn't really update any of the humor no. and like did we really need a reimagining of big fat liar for the what modern a, audience yeah, the, what the first one's perfect. Like, why <laughs> yeah that's my question yeah no i we, we might cover some of that later on but um before we do i was desperately searching for content for this episode and so <laughs> i'm gonna read you guys a couple of like uh reviews i guess or things like that that i found online so this is the what parents need to know section on common sense media for bigger fat liar right <laughs> so this is like you're a you're a concerned mother and you look up bigger fat liar to see if it's appropriate for your children Parents need to know that Bigger Fatter Liar is a follow-up movie to the successful Big Fat Liar, a 2002 family comedy. The new movie is not a sequel, rather it's the same story as the original, (laughs) set in a different cultural arena. Big Fat Liar pitted a teen against a Hollywood mogul who had stolen his idea. This film pits a teenager against a video game executive who steals his idea. There's slapstick action throughout, some falls, a wild car ride, suspense created by an oncoming train... (laughs) a fight a car hitting a teen there are no injuries and nothing to be taken seriously except mild cursing such as smart ass and crap and some insults and potty language such as idiots moron pee and dummy uh (laughs) you you guys are such pee dummies yeah they should have mentioned diarrhea as well yeah yeah that's true (laughs) um 
one scene takes place in a down and dirty bar with drinking and menacing characters. The teen heroes spike the villain smoothie with a knockout drug. Honesty and trustworthiness are the values promoted. However, most of the film shows the various characters behaving dishonestly and unethically and breaking the law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This film is not recommended. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, before I read out this next one, Phoebe, what is Watch Mojo's relationship like to BuzzFeed? Um, none. Non-existent. So you're, you're not on, like, if I was to make fun of BuzzFeed, uh, Watch Mojo oh, wouldn't yeah, get no. in trouble. Go, you go right ahead. Sweet as, because here's a BuzzFeed article <laughs> that made me want to tear my eyes out when I read it. It's as bad as Big Fat Liar. Uh, or bigger fat lie, I should say. All right, so this is an article that was posted April 25th, 2017, called There's a New Sequel to Big Fat Liar and I'm Furious. And when I say article, I mean pictures and words connected to them. It's not really an article. (laughs) I love that. I was minding my I was minding my own damn business and scrolling through Instagram when a sponsored post came up suggesting I check out this and it's a poster for Bigger Fat Liar. X fucking excuse me and it's a gif of um Emma Roberts saying what fresh hell is this. At first I started to look around for Ashton. <laughs> was I being punked? And then there's a picture <laughs> of uh, High School Musical, Sharpay and Ryan saying, <laughs> that, that maybe, we're being, so old. maybe we're being filmed right now. Maybe we'll get to meet Ashton. After I searched the World Wide Web a bit, it confirmed my <sighs> worst nightmare. Bigger Fat Liar is a real movie and it's on Netflix right now. I guess it's supposed to be a sequel to 2002's Big Fat Liar. But you know what it doesn't have? It doesn't have Frankie Malcolm in the middle Muniz. Amanda Bynes? Nope, she's not in it. Neither is this beautiful furry furry cardigan or these literal rose-coloured glasses. That's a good line because Amanda Bynes does wear those two things Mm. in Big Fat Liar. (laughs) Uh, And shocker, this old-fashioned messaging device is missing in action. Why would they have 2002 cell phones in a 2007? That's the best thing about anyway. Uh, Paul Giamatti, <laughs> this is the best part. Paul Giamatti, more like Paul Giannotti. Feel like uh? that relies <laughs> on your accents pronouncing the mart and Giamatti like yeah. the not. Can, can you say it, Phoebe, so that everyone will be able to get it? <laughs> Giamatti, <laughs> <laughs> more like more like Giannotti. Giannotti. Oh. <laughs> That's great. Uh, in fact, <laughs> nobody in this alleged sequel even gets dyed blue at all. So this prime joke from the original trailer, gone. And then it shows a tra- the clip where he's like, they told me to pick up a little blue car. They didn't say anything about a little blue man. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, this guy is turned into a mime. Like, what? He's not even blue. 
And if you were <laughs> expecting to see a young Taron kill him, you're in for even more disappointment since he's grown now and his family and has a family with Robin Shabatsky. Why are you telling Shabatsky. me about about <laughs> Taron Killam's life? I'm not interested in this. Well, part. Robin Shabatsky's um, Kobe Smulders character from How Me Mother. They married. Uh-huh. Uh, worst of all, I've seen zero evidence that this liar is even bigger or fatter in, in, in any way. And that, my friends, is the biggest fat lie of all. Look, uh, oh, then it says Munez out. Um, Frankie Barry Bostwick's it. probably uh, uh, fatter than Yeah, his face is Paul definitely bigger. <laughs> Hey, that's not nice. <laughs> I know, it's not nice, but technically he is a bigger, fatter liar. Like, yeah. even if he was True. real skinny and Paul Giamatti was even skinnier, he's still a bigger, fatter liar. So while I don't agree with the movie, I disagree more with the BuzzFeed article. At yeah. This point. Oh, so Ashton Kutcher hasn't hosted Punk'd since 2007 <laughs> that joke is so 2007 oh. the, which would have been the perfect time for bigger fat liar to come out <laughs> <laughs> alright so we usually um, Phoebe we usually talk about titles on this podcast like we'll discuss the titling scheme of a certain franchise or the um, you know what we think if they, we think they were good or bad I don't think we need to do that for, for this episode I have nothing to say about the titles it's Big Fat Liar and Bigger Fatter Liar yeah I get it you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but what we another thing we usually talk about is dumb IMDB trivia so Ooh, yeah. IMDB trivia is, is user generated so anyone can just go on and be like this movie reminded me of this movie and that's a piece of trivia apparently yeah uh, but there wasn't any IMDB trivia for Bigger Fat Alive but oh. there were some dumb IMDB goofs um, that I'm going to bring up. And there's there's one that was actually written in the goof section and one that I just noticed. So the first okay. one, the one that was actually written in the goof section is, this page says Alan Wolf, but the character's name is actually Larry Wolf. <laughs> this is the first time I've seen an I, like a goof on IMDb refer to IMDb itself and not, not the movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just clicked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and in a similar, a similar train of thought, IMDb lists the movie as Big Fat Liar 2. So we've got even another like incorrect title being thrown around when when discussing this movie. So there you go. Very interesting. Wow. Uh, um, that sure was dumb. Yeah, it sure was dumb, <laughs> Richard. And you know what else is dumb? Your face. Yep. <laughs> got him. Useless statistics. This is another segment that we have, Phoebe, that um, I don't know, maybe we should stop doing it, but here it is anyway. <laughs> Uh, so this is this is a segment where we we look at all the different franchises we've covered and trying to f- try to figure out some fun but useless statistics uh, where this film fits into. All right, okay. so here I've got, I've got a few here and we can talk about them and discuss them. Um, I don't know how accessible this is to either first time listeners, so fans of Watch Mojo, but I don't know. I'm getting real dark on this segment, but I love doing it so much, so I want to keep doing it. But. Okay. Um, so this is our twenty first two film franchise that we've covered. Jesus. So we've covered 21 other two film franchises. I think that's our most amount. That's our highest amount of of, uh, numbers of films and franchises. Um, And does two films count as a franchise? Great question. Uh, We're not really representing. We're like, this is like the bigger fat Elias is a sequel statement of film franchise Four Nights. (laughs) Um, This is, I think this is our second pre-fame John Cho franchise after American Pie. So John Cho mm-hmm. stars as the director of Big Fat Liar in Big Fat Liar. Oh yeah, who's totally yeah. playing John Woo. All right. You know, who did Mission Impossible 2. Mm. Um, you know, like 
Asian American director who's right. like, oh, we should start out doves fly past the camera, which is a classic John Woo move. <laughs> right, um, okay. And he talks about like explosions and the way it's shot. Yeah, mm, nice. Uh, and he, it's really interesting, John, seeing John Cho play or be a desperate actor playing a character. Because there's something desperate about his role in this film that you, <laughs> you know that you wouldn't get him doing now that he's been in um, Star Trek and Harold and Kumar three. Um, <laughs> a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Sorry, you're right. Uh, this is our second franchise in which the first film has an energetic opening sequence set to a Smash Mouth song. <laughs> um, so we covered Shrek, which you know, of course, starts with All Star, and the song, this uh, Big Fat Lie, starts with "Come on, come on, come on, come on," which is like the best way to be like, "Yeah, I'm in 2002 watching a movie." It starts yeah. with "Come on, come on" by Smash Mouth. <laughs> Uh, this is our second franchise in which a character has makes a very rudimentary, outdated 2D platformer, which looks crap in real life, but is groundbreaking in the world of the film, um, because the <laughs> the live action 101 Dalmatians film um, had the same kind of thing happen. But to 101 Dalmatians credit, it was made in 1996, where yeah. this was a bit more excusable um, than something in 2017, looking like a a off an off-brand app that i wouldn't download yeah um, yeah expanding on that uh we've also covered franchises with films like jingle all the way 2 where everyone is obsessed with something that isn't that impressive so in jingle all the way 2 it's it's a run-of-the-mill teddy bear i'm sure there are more examples of us doing a franchise yeah. where the the thing the the MacGuffin in the film isn't as impressive as the film wants us to think it is but i can't i can't remember any off the top of my head and i looked through and couldn't think of and couldn't figure yeah. out anymore um this is our second franchise to feature the delorean from back to the future after back to the future <laughs> of course appears in the prop shed this is our second podcast uh in which we've either interviewed a person or talked about a movie which features a character who has claimed to have written a nutty professor movie that's <laughs> true so we interviewed uh chris white who wrote co-wrote uh the nutty professor 2 and in the, the big fat liar when uh jason shepherd gets kicked out of marty wolf's, wolf's office he's like no i wrote big fat liar and one of the security guards is like yeah and i wrote nutty professor it's <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> amazing uh, this is our second franchise to have one of the creative forces involved have a widely publicized foot fetish. Uh, so, <laughs> ooh, ooh. Uh, Tarantino, Tarantino, of course, has a foot fetish, and he uh, did Kill Bill, which we've covered. And Dan Schneider wrote Big Fat Liar. And if you look up Dan Schneider these days, there's a bunch of pictures of him being creepy with the member of iCarly's feet. Oh, what the um, fuck? <laughs> Yeah, Dan Schneider. Oh, I is, wish that you wouldn't is, have told me that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not looking good for Dan Schneider's career these days. Uh, Old Schneider's Bakery is getting closed down. Um, and this is yeah. our second franchise to feature a film directed by Ron Oliver, who directed Bigger, Fatter, Liar. Uh, the other being Beethoven's Treasure Tale, uh, oh. which IMDb refers to as Beethoven's Treasure. Yeah. Um, cool. I also don't know if it's the first or um what but the uh the first film was released on my birthday Aww. <laughs> yeah Very and cool. uh, earbud 2 was directed by someone with the same name as me so mm. i don't know we probably could do something with that <laughs> yeah i mean earbud 2 wasn't mentioned in any of these stuff <laughs> yeah 
I don't know. I'm just. I just want. You're to... saying this is the second film that has a personal connection to you. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. I feel like there's been plenty of those. Though. Yeah, I know. Um. So speaking of uh, Ron Oliver, who directed this and Beethoven's Treasure Tale. Um, <laughs> yes, I forgot. I reached out to him. <laughs> <laughs> so let me say up top: if you're listening to this, Ron Oliver, uh, I'm sorry for spending an hour shitting on your film. Um, uh, the direction wasn't bad. <laughs> You know, that's not what's wrong with it. Um, So I messaged out to him and I said, Hey there, Ron. My name is AJ. I'm a podcaster from New Zealand who is about to record an episode on the two Big Fat Liar films. With Phoebe from Watch Mojo. Yeah, well, we hadn't got her by that point. All right. We had managed to secure that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really curious to know, and I'd love if you could tell me, how did the concept for Bigger, Fatter Liar come about? What inspired you and your team to revive such an old (laughs) and relatively obscure movie? Would love to hear back from you. Thanks, AJ. And he replied. (gasps) And he said, hi, AJ. The project came about because of Universal's interest in revisiting their back catalogue and doing remakes or sequels to movies which had been hits for them back when the current movie audience had been kids, uh, which is actually a technique we've we've learned before when we interviewed David Mickey Evans, who directed Beethoven's third and fourth. He kind of told us something very similar, that the reason movies like, um, he also directed Ace Ventura, junior pet detective and the reason that movie existed so long after the last ace ventura movie is because the dvd boom happened and studios wanted to make quick uh quick cheap movies with brands that people could trust Mm. um so a similar situation here all right he goes on to say uh, this gets really exciting, by the oh way. You guys are going to love this. Oh, my gosh. Um, I've made a few films for Universal, and they came to me with a version of the script, which, what not, while not quite there, had a fun central idea. I took it and rewrote it, and then we filmed it a couple summers ago. We are still looking at other titles in the catalogue, and in fact, Big Fat Liar 2, which is what he calls it, uh, was such... Ready? You ready for this bomb, this Cole Popter exclusive? Um, It is such... Big Fat Liar 2 was such a big hit for the studio that I'm currently writing number three. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm so excited. That's amazing. You heard it here first on Cole Popter... Bigger Fat Alive Three is coming out. Wait, is this an April Fool's joke? <laughs> well, he might no. This part isn't. I swear, this part's oh, genuine. Okay, okay. I can show you my chat log. It'd be a good April Fool's joke, though, wouldn't I? If you, if you guys be. like hook lines. Well, so now I just... can't trust you because you got me the first time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh man. He says, thank you for your interest. Also, check out Granddaddy Daycare from Universal, which is a not really sequel to Daddy Daycare released earlier this year. (laughs) Take care. Um, Yeah, Granddaddy Daycare, which is actually the third Daddy Daycare movie because there was Daddy Daycare, Daddy Day Camp, and now Granddaddy Daycare. I just can't get over that. We got an exclusive. Yeah, and no one would give a shit about this. (laughs) You should write to that BuzzFeed um, writer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, or we could do uh, top top ten um, Cole Popter exclusives uh, on Watch Mojo, and it's like this is this is the only one. <laughs> well, and the time we found out about Rogue One. Oh uh, yeah, we 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 got the exclusive on Rogue One deleted scenes. So that's wow, cool. that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's it, as awesome as Bigger Fatter Liar Three, but you'll get there. Not. Yeah, it's definitely an honorable mention. Mm. Um, so I replied to him I replied to that message and I said whoa biggest fattest liar and he didn't reply (laughs) (laughs) 
He was like, block. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that reminded me of that scene in um, Dumb and Dumber where Jim Carrey walks past those two thugs and he's like, big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. <laughs> it was like that. It was like, biggest, fattest liar? No, well, thanks for your time. <laughs> All right, so speaking of biggest fattest liar or big fat liar three now it's time to continue the franchise where we all pitch a sequel or a continuation of the franchise in some way um who wants to go first um i can sweet so my one surprise surprise (laughs) is called biggest fattest liar and it's it's a sequel it's you know it's well it's another um retelling of the same shit but um this time Instead of a movie or a video game, it's a hot new podcast that everyone wants in on. <laughs> and um, he- um, It is Dev- the new form of mass media. Yeah. Devin Shepard has yeah. an idea for a, the best ever podcast. And he runs into a uh, big podcast producer called- um, Richard Martin Alexander-Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Richard and Alexander Wolf, the, yeah. the the brothers, and um, and their um and their assistant and their, their receptionist Phoebe. Um, hey, <laughs> hey, and no, our, let's be honest, our like CEO and funder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> How um, dare you? <laughs> but um, yeah, they steal the idea, and um, you know, they get dyed a color. Um, they Which almost color? get murdered several times. Uh, pink, black, and it's very controversial. <laughs> oh my god, that's dark. That's really. They dark. shouldn't have done it. They shouldn't <laughs> have made the movie. Uh, yeah, like at least they'll get people talking about it. Mm. Yeah, exactly. um, but actually, the um, the exec because I was like, okay, so if you continue the graph of like Paul Giamatti to Barry Bostwick, and then what's the like follows down from that? Um, I'd have Wesley Mann play him, who's the guy in Back to the Future Two, who's like, I think he took that guy's wallet, <laughs> and that's his claim to fame. Um, so he plays the record executive, continuing the theme of like having people that are probably too old to have all the shit done to them. Um oh and God. yeah, and maybe he does die, and then it just is a really dark movie. Wow, <laughs> biggest very, darkest very liar, mm. and the and with the blackface. Cool, that's great. Um, thank you, Richard. Uh, Phoebe, would you like to share with us your idea? Yeah, I think that that dark dying was the perfect segue to mine. Oh, awesome. Nice. Uh, Mine is called Big Fat Murderer. (laughs) (laughs) So essentially it starts out the same way with a kid being ripped off by a big, a big wig and a suit, Mm -hmm. but he goes too far with his pranks (laughs) and kills the guy. (laughs) And then he has to pretend to be him so that he doesn't get caught and tried for murder. Big fat manslaughter. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it's a work. It's a working title. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I felt like the the jump from the first movie being like this whimsical children's prank movie to the second one being like pretty dark and yeah. dangerous. Yeah. The natural next step would just be to like full blown kill somebody. Hot out. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> like awesome. someone steals his idea for the perfect murder. Yeah. And so he wow. kills him. Whoa. Okay. Now we're now we're cooking with gas. Um all right, my idea is to 
sue Universal and tell them that they uh, stole my idea <laughs> and recreate the events oh of Big God. Fat Liar in real life. Um, if you're listening to this and this is literally proof of me saying that I'm lying about it, please don't tell anyone. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sue you. I'm gonna message Ron Oliver back. I'm gonna, listen here, man. You stole my idea for big fat, biggest. Sure, I'll go for the second one. Bigger yeah. fat liar was my idea. Um, yeah, and just I, recreate the events. I think except I'm wrong in this case. I may I'm need lying. to um, listen back, but from memory, this is the first time that it continued the franchise has been a lawsuit. Um, yeah, we've had, uh, I remember your, your continuing the franchise for the land before time yeah, was a, a, a press um, release a saying press that release they won't saying, make anymore. Yeah. That they're not going to make anymore. <laughs> um, oh my God. has watch Mojo ever done a video on land before time? Um, we have a big catalog. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't really know or remember, but hmm. probably yeah. at some point I love that movie. Yeah, how long, how long have you been there? Um, just a little over two years. Oh, nice. Hmm. Nice. And you're finally not, getting to show your long. face. <laughs> well, I don't know why everybody keeps saying that. I've been showing my face since I started there. Really? It's been yeah. a while now. Oh. Yeah. Like we did, we do the podcast. Well, we did the podcast and we did a lot of different on camera stuff. I guess people just only watch the top tens. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Cause I, like a while ago, I was like, what do the people from watch Mojo look like? And I couldn't find it. And then you start, and then on the top tens, I was like, oh shit. Let's see if I can find her on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I remember one time we posted a photo of us at like our Halloween party and someone commented that we had radio faces. So if, if that's any indication of what we look like. If, you're, if you're, uh, your Skype uh, thumbnail is anything to go by, I, I vehemently disagree that you have a, a, a radio face, Phoebe. Nice. AJ. Well, if I put on my camera, you would truly agree. <laughs> But uh, we, we won't. We don't need to do that. Yeah. No. No one wants to see that. <laughs> do, you think, do you think people are ever like, what do the guys from Cult Pop should look like? Yeah. I wondered. Yeah. And then you see that one photo where it's like our faces mixed together, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Are yeah. you guys brothers? No. <laughs> no. Really? I love that oh. you asked that, but no, love we're not. Um, oh, yeah. A lot okay. of people have. Um, someone came out to us one time and was like. Are you guys brothers? And we were like, no. Nah. He's like, have you ever looked in a mirror together? <laughs> Which is a weird. This is just what this is just what dudes who like movies look like. Yeah, I guess so. This is what you look like when you care more about movies than how you look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we've got one last uh, segment for the show, uh, and that segment is called hashtag Ask Everyone 2019. So Phoebe, um, some of our biggest uh, boosts the 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 way we got to sixteen hundred subscribers. You know, um, <laughs> Here's is, a little tip. <laughs> Thank you. Is we we've done a few um, as we said before exclusive interviews with certain members of Hollywood um, over mm-hmm. over the years, and uh, the, that you know that's ranged from directors of obscure movies. We um, we once interviewed the kid that uh, Anakin Skywalker murders in Revenge of the Sith. You know, the kid who's like, um, what are we going to... There's too many of them. Master Skywalker, what are we going to do? I <laughs> uh, interviewed him. He's all grown up <laughs> yeah. now. Um, and so usually what we do is we try find, like, someone who's involved with one of the... Like, the, the film we're, of the week that we're watching. Um, and and if bonus points if they've been involved in other films we've covered. Uh, and you've got to find that that 
sweet spot between too famous that they won't want to talk to us and mm-hmm. um, successful enough that it's still significant that we're yeah. that we're talking to them. And so but- you you fell into that um <laughs> into that sweet spot, Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is us interviewing. Are you, you. Are you calling me famous? <laughs> well, no, we're calling you not that famous. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I was gonna say, if you are, then you're then you're wrong. <laughs> um, so, I'm, but that being said, I am gonna throw that all out, that out, all that out the window. This in this case, because um, even though it might seem like um, like uh, Ron Oliver is the perfect person to talk to, since I've already made contact and yeah. he has directed another <laughs> film, um, I don't. I feel like he's gonna listen to this and not be very happy. So I don't want to poke the bear <laughs> any any further. So I, I'm like, look, he's not in the public eye anymore he's retired so let's just tweet frankie muniz and see if he wants to come on so all right totally so here's here's the tweet hey frankie muniz we run a podcast about movies and we'd love to interview you about big fat liar (laughs) 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 i've written biff gat liar big fat liar and your That's thoughts <laughs> on its 2017 sequel, Bigger, Fatter Liar. This is why people listen to our show. <laughs> to listen to you um, type. Um, I should say podcast from New Zealand because that always gets people interested. Yeah, people are like, oh, no one's going to fucking hear it, so I may as well. <laughs> uh, would you be... Would you be keen? Is keen a word that non-New Zealanders say? Yes. Would you be down? Would you be down? Yeah. Do you reckon that'd be dope? It'd be so hell, dope. I'm going to write hell yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to write hell yeah. All right. And then, uh, yeah. And then I'm just going to tweet him. All right. He's tweeted. There you go. Hopefully we'll get an exclusive interview. God, when was the last time Frankie Muniz would have done an interview for like a press tour for Big Fat Liar? Well, because did you see he like um, uh, he recently like rewatched all of Malcolm in the Middle over one summer, yeah. and he mm. said he like doesn't remember most of it. Yeah, he had a really bad accent. So, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder if he'd be like actually know anything. We'd be telling him everything about Big Fat Liar. We'd be telling him about Bigger Fatter Liar. <laughs> and then, um. uh yeah cool all right well that that about wraps up the um the main content of the show uh usually at this point in in our podcast we um tell people what the next franchise we're going to be covering is but before we do that um phoebe for those who've never heard of watch mojo tell us what you do and where we can find it um so i'm a video producer editor and host at watch mojo so uh, you can go on youtube and search watch mojo we have 20 million subscribers you can also find me on twitter at phoebe underscore wm and uh i'm really nice and i always respond to tweets so don't be shy you are, you are nice really and nice you do respond to all of your tweets she'll come on your podcast even if even if no one listens to it <laughs> <laughs> I love it so <laughs> yeah um cool cool well that's that's really awesome thank you for coming on the show phoebe um yeah 
the way we the way we've done uh picking the next franchise in the past is that we've if we have a guest on we ask them to pick a number out of 200 and something and then we go to a roulette wheel and whatever number that correlates to is the number oh should Um, we do that no well i mean we could just get her to say a number and then just say oh it happened to be this um, but we're not going to do it though. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, no. Like, Sorry for so, wanting to involve Phoebe. No. All right, Phoebe. Fuck, man. F- Phoebe, pick a fucking number then. Go f- between one and two hundred. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me check. That I was I was being facetious when I swore. Then I wasn't actually mad. Just to clarify. It's okay, I was it listening. To, to <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um. All right. Pick a number between. This is this is cruel, Richard. Because what? it's not going to come to fruition. Pick a number between uh, 1 and 194. 190. Oh, 190 that's is- a good one. That's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. That oh, ties in it? really well with um, Endgame coming out shortly. Oh, wow. definitely. Very, wow. very good. Very, what a coincidence. Yeah. I know. Yeah. No, so that's what we're... Um, what we're going to be doing over the next three weeks, starting in two weeks, uh, is we are going to be covering each phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, earlier this year, we did Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. This year, and now later, we're doing the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What well, we've got like Harry Potter and Star Wars left, and then the podcast can close its books as we've covered all the major ones, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And we've done but, Big Fat Liars. So. Yeah, exactly. That's a big and we've one. We've had Phoebe from Phoebe from yeah. Watch Mojo on, so we've already we've peaked, peaked. You know? Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. Oh um, yeah. One hundred and ninety was actually the Gods Not Dead trilogy. Oh nice. Can you imagine if we covered that instead of Marvel? Yeah. Um, Phoebe, can I? Just, so what's what's an average day at what Watch Mojo? Paint us a picture. Well, I do uh, my VO sessions from <laughs> eight to ten. <laughs> then mm-hmm. I'll video mm-hmm. edit. So sometimes I do a Snapchat video. We have top tens available on our Snapchat uh, channel. Mm. Uh, oh God, I do more VO from eleven to one. <laughs> then oh sometimes I film in the afternoons. It's always very busy at work, which is so much fun, and I get to wear many different hats. So I feel very blessed. Nice. Yeah, very you're good. not often wearing a hat in the videos, though. <laughs> no. uh, my head's too big for hats. i have the same problem i I, I look great in hats i ride i drive a scooter and i got the biggest helmet they make oh no and it still leaves a massive imprint on my forehead because it's slightly too tight do they have like a big and tall store for big heads (laughs) they they need one barry bostwick can go there (laughs) hey that's so mean Uh, thank you very much for listening to this everybody who is listening to this um, and if you liked it you can also uh, after you've done subscribing to Watch Mojo head on over to Cult Popsha on YouTube or also on yeah. Facebook and Instagram uh, and iTunes and SoundCloud and you can uh, like us follow us subscribe to us we're also on Twitter at Cult Popsha or you can email us at media at gmail.com um, other than that though I think yeah. people it, it- can Get excited yeah. for MCU and and um, Big Fat Liar Three. Yes, Big Fat Liar Three. <laughs> Big Fat Liar Three. It does. <laughs> yeah, um, it does feel weird saying like check out Watch Mojo because like YouTube doesn't really give you a choice. Mm, that's true. <laughs> it's hard to ignore. Yeah, yeah, we have the same problem with Cop Popsha. Yeah, it's like, like in the other uh, way. 
we've, <laughs> we've literally had comments saying this i'm subscribed to you guys and this didn't show up in my subscriptions just thought you should know. <laughs> yeah they're too busy promoting watch mojo there's no time yeah. for the little guy yeah yeah <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks so much, Phoebe. This has been amazing. Thank you for coming on and talking to us. Um, don't hang up, but stop recording. <laughs> okay. We'll keep talking to you afterwards and just, you know, say goodbye like normal people. But thank you very much for listening, everybody. Bye. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.